Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And, oh my gosh. Mm, forgot look your name. Look in front of me. Mike is just to the side, not even Mike posted. Is to the side. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. Wow. Well, me and Rachel are me and Rachel are talking a little bit today about how we're dragging a little bit today. Wow. We're dragging. Mercury's in No, stop. Mercury. It's not in it. I, what does that mean? What does what mean? Mercury's Mercury's? Well, first of all, I need you to get the, the saying right before you then get what into it? it. Mercury is in retrograde. I think it means that your electronics don't work. Okay. I don't know what it means. Well, that would make sense because today at Extra, the whole system went down. No phones mm-hmm. were working. The internet wasn't working. We couldn't even get the show out. Now, apparently somebody cut the cords um, that's doing construction. I said it was probably Access Hollywood or Entertainment Tonight. I, if, if I was going to take a guess there, I would go E.T. <laughs> Kevin Frazier. Kevin Frazier. With the pliers cut the cords. <laughs> Kevin Frazier's like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> I've been doing this too long, and now I'm claiming my shit. <laughs> Who do you think will win out of a fight between Kevin Frazier and Mario Lopez? Kevin Frazier. Mario Lopez would beat the dog shit out of Kevin Frazier. Mm-hmm. Mario Lopez would be boxing and stuff. Slater. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot he does box. Although, I've I got to look and see where Kevin Frazier is from, because Kevin Frazier looked like he could be like street on the tough. You know what I'm so that Kevin means Frazier. something? Like... Yeah, if you grew up in a certain way, you know, he's from Maryland. Okay. It depends on what, what part, part of Maryland. Potomac or Baltimore? See. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> is he is he from PG County or is he from Baltimore? He was, he's from Columbia, Maryland. Oh, he went to Morgan State. Okay, well, yeah, he's got he's got went to HBCU, so he's he's definitely definitely gonna be able to fuck over Mario Lopez. Definitely, man. Definitely. Oh, uh, Rachel, what, what, what's wrong with your mic? You got a lot of stuff on your mic right there. I know. It's, it's, there's a lot of fuzz on it. Don't, don't worry about fuzz. that. Don't, you were focused on the wrong thing. Yes, I need to clean it. Wipe it down. Yeah. Uh, wipe it down. Uh, I was thinking about earlier today about just how many people are problematic. You know, it's like the the narrow the window of art that we're allowed to consume is getting smaller by the minute. Mm. People are showing their, their true colors. The people don't like it because, like, you know, the Aaron Rodgers thing. Aaron Rodgers is now Still persona cool. non grata in the woke mob. I mean, you know what I mean? So, like, a couple of years ago, Aaron Rodgers was the coolest guy. And now he's persona non grata in the woke mob. It's just interesting the way things change. Please stop saying the woke mom. Did you um? <laughs> did you have a feeling that this was coming though? Because you guys in Bachelor Land knew the inside scoop with Aaron Rodgers because of Jordan Rodgers. Okay. Remember, remember the whole empty chair situation. Wow. That happened on Why the Bachelor. Why do you know that? How do you uh, know about the com- empty chair? We covered it on TMZ. I didn't even see that episode because I wasn't watching the show then, but I'm aware of what happened. Um, and since there was an empty chair, you know Bachelor knows nothing in regards to they Aaron Rodgers. Oh, even for know. real? Yeah. They didn't talk to him. He wasn't involved. He was like he doesn't even talk to his family. So if you guys don't know, Jordan Rodgers was one of the Bachelors. And 
Aaron Rodgers has been completely estranged with his, estranged from his family for a long for a long time. Jordan Rodgers is his brother, and they did a hometown where Jordan Rodgers took the girl to meet his parents and his family, and they left an empty chair for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it was so fucking corny. But does that tell you something about somebody if they've cut their family off and not talked to their family for that long? Do you look at that weird? I, here's the thing. I think when that happened you didn't know who was wrong, right? You didn't know if it was something the family had done to Aaron or Aaron just pulling away from the family. You didn't know who to side with. Not that you should side, but you just didn't know which side the fault was on. Um, so it's hard for me to say, to judge Aaron based on the fact that he doesn't talk to his family because I don't know if his family did something. I don't know what they, what they fell out over. But, but the more the time passes on, it does seem like Aaron may be the problem. That will say that. It seems like that he's the problem. Yeah, could be. Could be. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. Now, look, you guys, there's been a lot of news these last couple of days, and some of these stories are not going to be very easy to cover. Um, Yesterday, excuse me, last week was just a really depressing week in strange and senseless tragedy news. Of course, you had the Henry Rugg situation, the wide receiver from um, the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders, who was involved in a horrific crash, ended up taking the life of a woman and her dog um, and essentially ruined Henry, Henry Rugg's life. Uh, that was towards the beginning of the week. Towards the end of the week, you had this incredibly tragic situation with the Astroworld Festival in Houston. Uh, if you have not heard by now, Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival in Houston has resulted in the deaths of eight people and scores of other people injured. It's the Astroworld Festival. God bless you, Rachel. Uh, there was a crowd surge, eight people dead and many others injured uh, during this entire deal. There are a lot of questions here. So many there a lot of questions and so far should i say not very many answers the question becomes who's responsible for something like this the question becomes how does something like this happen uh there are a lot of unconfirmed reports there was reports that somebody was running around astroworld injecting people with fentanyl what oh you didn't hear that i heard about the security officer he said something somebody stuck him with something but i didn't know they said what it was and i didn't know the reports that other people were running around or yeah, one person. Apparently that's, around. that's a whole thing. Um, and now it seems that Travis Scott is in the crosshairs of this entire thing. It, 
there are uh, lawsuits that are beginning to be filed against Travis Scott for people who lost their lives were, were reported. It's being reported, should I say, that uh, uh, people as young as 14 years old died at this concert. And people were trying to get Travis to stop the concert while it was going on to no avail. Um, it's a big place. About 50,000 people were there. So uh, maybe Travis didn't hear the calls to stop the concert or was unaware of what was going on. He did does seem to be at least one video where he could see an emergency vehicle riding into the crowd and performed anyway. I don't know what to make of all of this. There's so much information happening. There are really horrific videos floating around on Twitter. Uh, Rachel, Jesus, man, what, what the hell happened at Astroworld? I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, obviously what happened was a tragedy because lives were lost, people were injured. At an event that's supposed to be a little nostalgic to the people who are from Texas and who experienced Astroworld when it was an actual place. I used to spend my summers in Houston. I would go to Astroworld. So to bring back this festival that's honoring something that brought a lot of us a lot of joy back in the day, it was, it was Six Flags Astroworld. And then the fact that Travis Scott is coming back to his hometown and he's honoring that and bringing this festival to the city that he loves so much, then to see it end in so much tragedy is heartbreaking. And you're right, there are a lot of different stories going around and it's hard to, to figure out who to point blame, but there are some things that are coming out in, a, in light of these lawsuits that are coming, because it's more than one at this point, and I'm sure there'll be several more is that, I don't know if you saw this, but the New York Post is reporting that the Houston police chief spoke with Travis Scott before he went on stage. He says he's familiar with him, they're friendly, he visited him, and he told him that he had concerns about the crowd that had gathered for the festival. When you hear stories like that, it's hard to, to, to play into the, he had no idea what was going on. And then you also, if you follow Travis Scott, you know the history that has surrounded some of his concerts, riots being incited, him being arrested, the fans being encouraged to, to behave a certain way. It's even, even the last festival in 2019 had people that were injured. And I just don't understand coming off of that, knowing that this made a hundred thousand people had bought tickets. How did you not live nation and you know, the Astroworld Festival and whoever else was in charge, how did you not have protocols in place to prevent things like this from happening? The moment you saw all those people jump over the fence and knock it down and bombard the VIP entrance, there's video of that in the daytime. It was at night when Travis Scott went on stage, 9.15, and I think performed till 10.15. How was the concert not shut down at that point? It was clearly out of control in the daytime, yet they allowed it to continue. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Obviously, if the Houston police chief, if this this account is true from the, from the New York Post, then obviously these concerns were out there, yet nothing was being done. It was almost as if the show must go on. It's almost as if maybe Travis didn't want to insult, the, uh, make the fans upset. Uh, The fans wanted the concert to keep going. And it reminded me of the conversation we had last week of what you said when you talked to young people about life and death. 
and how at a certain age, at that age, people think they're invincible and they don't see that death could possibly be around the corner that, you know what I mean? It's imminent. And I thought about that. I thought about what would I have done at 20 years old going to a Travis Scott uh, concert, Astroworld? Would I have seen the crowd bombarding the gates and said, I got to go home? Or would I have just been like, I'm 20 years old. This is a lot of fun. I'm going to get to see my favorite rapper. I just don't know. It's just, I, I just, I do know that my heart goes out to everybody who's been impacted by this, to the families that lost a loved one, to those who are seriously injured, still in the hospital, to those who were traumatized by what they saw. I read one account of the girl who jumped on stage and telling how she fell on the ground and she was on top of someone and looked beyond them and saw rows and rows of people. I can't even imagine what they're going through mentally having experienced that. It's just something that is, I've never heard of happening before. I hope never happens again. And I don't think any, any festival should take place again until the right protocols are in place for, for nothing, for something like this to never happen again. Well, it's, Something like this will happen again. Wow. It's something like this has, ha I mean, yeah, it, it will. It's happened at festivals before. It's happened at concerts before. Um, it has. People have been trampled. Yeah. I guess I've heard of like a person getting trampled, a person, people passing out. You know, you grew up watching Michael Jackson concerts. You saw people getting passed out all the time. You saw people on top of each other all the time. I guess I've just never heard it to this level. And that where it seemed to be ignored by the people throwing the very event. These people seemed trapped. Oh. These people were screaming for help. I guess I've never heard of that. Where they were oh. begging for things to stop, for things to change. And no one wanted to listen to them because the show must go on. I guess I've just never heard of that. So it happened, it ha it's happened before uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio at a Who concert. Um, 11 people died. Jeez, what year? 1979 mm. 11 people died 26 people were injured so things like that has happened things like that have happened before uh at concerts and when i say it will happen again uh i'm just saying that like it, it, disasters like this happen things like this happen because of for myriad reasons right like you you've seen it before you've seen it happen before you wouldn't think that it would happen now um but it just shows you that it still can. Now, I'm sure that there are ways that you can lessen the amount of injuries that are going to be. But I just telling somebody, I'm just telling when, whenever I'm just telling you guys, should I say whenever 50,000 people get together, like 50,000 people, that is such a crazy amount of people yeah. to have in a place where there's really no seating, where there's re it really just takes it, it really just takes one incident one fight at the back of the crowd and people run from it to push up to the front of the crowd. When you're having that many people, uh, something like this could always happen. And I'm, I'm not saying that that, is, that means that it's part of doing business. I'm just saying uh, in this particular situation, I guess more what I'm wondering is how this got started and could it have been stopped before you lose the lives of 11 people because unlike what happened in 1979 it seemed as if there were people somewhere that were watching what was going on and had the wherewithal to warn yeah others that things were getting mad a bad should i say and it didn't seem like as if anyone 
sort of knew or how bad it was getting or took it into consideration that maybe things need to be stopped. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's to blame. I don't know if it's a situation where Travis Scott is to blame. I know he's the face of the festival. Um, I don't know if there are promoters. I don't know if there are people who handle the logistics. I do know this, though. Even though Travis Scott might not be the person to to, to actually blame, he is certainly the person that's going to have to come forth and put a good face on this and make way for people and talk about it in a real way with people. And I feel like he's done a particularly poor job with that. I felt like the statement that he put out was lacking and the video that he put out was was a downright awkward and weird. So who's ever advising Travis Scott on how to deal with the tragedy of this magnitude, you're advising him pretty poorly. Like people died for a concert, like eight people died. And some saying that that's not the real number. Some say it's 11 or 14. Eight people died. There needs to be, and quickly, number one, a way for those people to take care of any unforeseen funeral expenses. There needs to be number two, like funds made for grief counseling for anybody that was involved that feels like they need it. And by the way, when I say that, I'm not just talking about the people that might have lost loved ones. I'm talking about the human beings that might have been in the situation to watch other human beings get trampled. Okay. Uh, And then number three, uh, there needs to be, like you said before, uh, a clear set of rules and circumstances that are put forth. And Travis Scott needs to be proactive on working to ensure the safety of concert goers moving forward to the degree that he can, okay? To the degree that it's possible. So he needs to be way more proactive, whether it was his fault or not, he needs to be way proactive, uh, way more proactive about remedying the situation that happened at his event. There is a narrative that surrounds Travis Scott concerts. He needs to be proactive in changing that narrative. And I do think that it's easy to say who you should point fingers at because this is a situation. This situation was allowed to have been created. This many tickets sold, not enough people in place to make sure that the crowd was handled properly, knowing you're going to have 50,000 people on site. Um, There are accounts about bags not being checked, about people foaming at the mouth and overdosing. Drugs were all a part of this. I mean, I just feel like when you know you're going to a Travis Scott concert, you know that it could potentially get out of control because of the energy that he brings and the history that follows the type of best concerts that he has. To me, this 100% goes on the people in charge of putting this concert together and, and having inadequate measures, safety measures and protocols to prevent this type of thing happening. There, it is easy to place blame. Now, can you blame it on one single person? No, there's blame to spread around. But I completely agree with you. Travis Scott is going to have to do more because you're, this is, if you're going to accept the positive part of what your festival brings to the city with you being the face of it, then in, in turn, if it turns the other way, you got to step up and make sure that you're on top of that as well, too. Absolutely. Uh, Roddy Rich has pledged uh, his actual earnings to festival victims. Uh, that's amazing. 
Um, before I move off this, I want to say one other thing. I posted this on my uh, Instagram. People Magazine ran. Oh my god! That said Kylie Jenner remains unhurt. Listen, People Magazine, and just just everybody, man. Can everybody just chill? It's like, can everybody just relax? Like, just chill. It's not that we don't care whether or not Kylie Jenner was hurt or not. I know she's pregnant. It's not that we don't care. It's two things. Number one, we assumed that Kylie Jenner was okay. She wasn't in the mosh pit with the rest of everybody going nuts. We assumed she was okay. We had seen videos of where she was standing. We assumed she was okay. That's number one. Of course she was okay. Number two, God damn it, man. Like, eight dead. Is that where we at? Yes. Now, look, is that where we at? Yeah. Eight dead, but just but to let you guys know, Kylie Jenner is that Kylie's okay. It's just, look, I, I reported on the fact that somebody didn't die is never, but God damn, man. We can't be there. We are. What a terrible... What a terribly timed. Like, no one gives a fuck about. No, you said it best. Everybody knew. Everybody knew that she was okay. She filmed her footage. The footage she filmed will probably be used in lawsuits. She was at a distance. She was filming what was happening. I don't think anybody questioned whether or not she and her baby were okay. It was. And when you ask if we're there, we are when it comes to the Kardashians. We really yeah. are as a society. Yeah. Uh, prayers up to the families of the people who lost loved ones at Astroworld. I also pray for the mental healing for anyone who witnessed anything that would be hard to forget at Astroworld because, you know, we're talking about the people who lost their lives, of course, but they're going to be people who actually have to watch people get ran over. And I, I pray for their peace. Um, but what a, just a terrible situation. Just a terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible situation, man. Um, all right. On the heels of that, let's take a quick break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Okay, Kanye West went on Drink Champs with Nori and DJ F. And now this this news is like a little old because the Drink Champs episode unfortunately came out, I think, the same day that our podcast went up on Thursday. So a lot of people have the, the time to get their takes together off the Drink Champs episode. We won't s- stay too long on it. But uh, I just want to ask you what you thought it was no, a lot of things you think? here. What you think? Because think. remember, if you roll the tape back, we ain't supposed to be talking about Kanye. But boy, when you saw this, you couldn't wait to tackle this conversation. I don't know why you're saying that. 
Like uh, th- the whole world was talking about this. No, like everybody I, was talking about. See, it. not really. I mean, there's a there's a what? the whole world. Let's uh, there's a subculture that was talking about it. A subculture, yeah, Rachel. A group of people were talking about. There's a yes. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know, Rachel. This was a pretty big deal. It was the revolts. Highest rated drink champs that. ever. Let's let, let's look at drink champs right now. As Rachel is saying, only a subculture of people were talking about this. Let's see. I wonder what subculture that is, Rachel. I, I don't let's think see. that that's wrong to say. Kanye. Let's see how many views this has for this subculture. Kanye West on drink champs three days ago has six million views. Six million views three days ago. Kanye West on drink champs. Okay, subculture. We're part, we'll be a part of that subculture, Rachel. Uh, so look, there are a couple of headlines here. <laughs> We're talking uh, about it. We are a part of the subculture. I'm just saying. No, it's hit, it, it, the, the culture, the culture itself was talking about it. The culture. Yes. Not a subculture. Okay. We're not no, we're not no also not the whole teachers. world. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world. Go ahead. The whole world was talking about it. That was my point. It. All right. Uh, so he said that signing Big Sean was the worst thing that he ever did. He says that uh uh, Just Blaze was a copycat producer and, not, and whack. Um, he also said that John Legend and Big Sean were sellouts. Said that Jay-Z was selfish. Uh, all of those things. Did you watch the interview and what was the most shocking take from Kanye West to you? None of those. None of those were the most shocking to me. I, I think I'm just so... F- I. I hate talking about, I hate it that Kanye went on Drink Champs. I hate that he continues to get a platform. And I hate that there are a circle of people who continue to cater to him as if he's not saying problematic things. It's right up there. I'm so sick of talking about a Benefer. I'm sick of, sick of talking about Kim Kardashian and, 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 and who she could be dating and Courtney and her engagement and Kanye. I'm so sick of all of it. So when this happened, I was like, great. I know we're going to have to talk about this. And I'm just over it. I listened to an hour, way too long of this podcast. And I hated it. And I'm going to tell you why I hated it. Watch it me. literally, literally, Kanye would be like, I got out of bed this morning. I put on my house shoes and I walked down the stairs. And they would be like, whoa. And he'd be like, so I you, got in the garage. So you, I got in the garage. I put the key in the ignition and I drove and the car turned on and I drove off. Oh, wow. You could hear them salivating at anything that he said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying that Nori and DJ Effin were dick riding? Fine, whatever you want to label it. I don't care. It was so hard to listen to because they were hanging off of his every word. He was saying some real problematic shit. And everything he said, it was like, oh, okay, I got to, you know, like, wow, I didn't think of it like that. Wow. And I was. Hey, well, I, that's not true. So you got you, you to yes, watch for the The interview. first hour was 100% <laughs> like that. You want to tell me that the uh, next hour and a half wasn't? I'm Fine. telling you that they. That, Fine, I'm, t- I I'm telling you it. that. I'm telling you that they said stuff that that Kanye said stuff that they clapped. That's what they do on Drink Champs, though. They like drink. They, they clap. would be drink like, champs. Wow. So I say Drink Champs is a show. Drink Champs is a show about giving flowers to people and doing it. So they clap a lot. It's a very celebratory show. I don't like it. But like when he said when he said what he said about Just Blaze, I didn't even make it. I didn't even make it there. 
I, I heard when he said we're born homophobic, white supremacist and racist, when he's talking about not having a house, it was such an elitist mindset when he talks about, oh, I don't have a house. And, you know, like I'm in New York City and I look up at these buildings and I see all these people working away from their families. I'm like, because they have to, Kanye. They have right. to work to provide. What are you talking about? I went to wherever he went, Paris, Italy, I don't know. And I didn't have any, I didn't have any underwear, but I was with people from Bolivia. Balenciaga, what did they do? What did I rock? Balenciaga underwear and socks. What? I just, and I mean, maybe it got better. Maybe it got better. But for me, it was nah, just, it was just a tough listen to. They were uplifting to me a lot of what he said. Maybe that's not the type of podcast they are, but to me, podcasts are like, you're having a conversation. And if he said something problematic, I was shocked that it wasn't necessarily challenged. And I think that's what was tough for me to listen to and why I couldn't go past an hour of it. I just am tired of people giving Kanye a platform and him surrounding himself with people that are just giving him his flowers, that are just uplifting everything that he does. When he's saying some stuff, this ain't about canceling him because he's above it, you know? That's what he said, can't be canceled, he's above it. It's not about canceling him. It's not necessarily even about judging him. It's just, if somebody's wrong, they're wrong. If somebody says something wild and off, you did it. You've experienced it. When he said something in front of you, you had something to say. I just was annoyed with the whole thing. I didn't get anything from it. Kudos to them for getting ex doing exactly what they wanted. Most watched, listened to episode ever for Revolt, for their show. That's exactly what they wanted. They wanted, view they wanted the viewers. I, I hear Kanye and I'm like, he's not okay. He just doesn't seem, and I just don't believe in continuing to giving this man a platform to exploit that just so you can get what you want, which are viewers and downloads and clicks. I just am not into any of it. Okay. So what you, if Kanye West wanted to come on Higher Learning, would you have him on the show? I, I don't think I would. I don't know if I could do it. I'm telling you, I'm so serious. I'm so serious because I, even if I did, it would more so be to question him on a lot of the things that he said. And I don't know if that would make a good podcast. It, it, am I going to be able to challenge you on all the stuff that you said? Because he talked a lot. Like, they didn't even really get to ask questions. He was just talking, 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 talking. Well, they, 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 it was a, if you want to hear a stream of consciousness rant from Kanye, then that's probably the, the place to go. Because uh, they allowed him to do that a lot more than other people do. To be honest with you, a lot of other places jump in. They didn't do that. That's not the kind of show that Drink Champs really is. I'll say this, though. I guess the thing that jumped out at me were the obvious, the sort of obvious contradictions, right? Kanye starts off, and I, I think my thing is, and this has to do with the contradictions, I just want Kanye West to be who Kanye West is. I think he wants to be something else, but he is who he is and what he is, right? So he starts off the show. He says, I really want to break down classism. Classism is really the biggest thing that's stopping us. I want to break down classism, right? Later on in the show, he talks about the fact that when he was on the group text with all the people, he, he hit them up and said, I'm worth more than everybody on this group text mm -hmm. combined. Mm -hmm. He talks about going to the Ritz-Carlton mm -hmm. and Balenciaga and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. The reality is, the interview that I'm waiting from Kanye West is an interview where someone helps, helps guide Kanye to his truth. 
That's the interview that I'm waiting on because I do think that there is something intriguing about Ye. Oh, of course. Somebody, right. There's something intriguing about him. I would never say that that's not the case, but it, I personally think that when he's sitting there and he's talking about all of this shit, what he really is, is an elitist, snobby. 100%. Like an elitist, snobby, I'm better than you, my shit don't stink. And that's kind of what he always wanted to be. Back in the day when Kanye was was going on places and he was saying, hey, uh, if you guys don't give me an award, then your award show is uh, is invalidated. Your award, show, your award show isn't credible if you don't give me album of the year. We thought that was funny. We thought that was funny. Hey, Ye believes in himself so much. If your award show doesn't give him album of the year, then your award show is incredible. Yeah, but the thing is, he believes that. And it was cool when he believed it about his music. But now that same belief he has about his political opinions. Remember, Kanye West is the one that jumped out and jumped into the world of politics and said all of these things, wanted to be with President Trump, dissed Kamala Harris on this uh, on this particular interview a bunch of times. But nobody's political opinions matter unless they agree with Kanye. So Kanye was talking about the fact that Common and John Legend and Big Sean are all down with the Democrats. Well, it's not possible that they actually believe that, right? They have to be puppets. The only way that you're not a puppet is if you're Kanye West. If you're Kanye West and you are a, a MAGA person, you love the MAGA hat, you want to be down with President Trump, well, that, that's all coming from a genuine place. But if you see it a different way, then that's not real. Mm-hmm. Then you're a puppet. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Uh, Ye, Ye thinks he's better than everybody. Absolutely. And you know what the funny thing is? And musically for a long time He was mm-hmm. And I think we appreciated The fact that Somebody wasn't afraid to tell everyone How good they were sure. And especially when they back it up We always love that right mm-hmm. We love that about Ali I'm the greatest right. And then he goes out He knocks out um, uh, He knocks out George Foreman in Africa And we go he is the greatest mm-hmm. Right uh, But it all, it all depends on what You're greater than the person at i'm the greatest boxer sure you can prove that i'm the greatest musician sure we can hear that but i know more than you guys do like i'm looking at the world in the right way like i'm this i'm that i'm a free thinker Uh, i'm free we're starting to get to a point to where it's kind of like it's he's making all of these determinative statements about humanity and he doesn't seem to be backing them up in his personal life. I never thought I would say this, but Kanye West is fake. Like he's fake. I thought Ye was the realest person that I ever, ever knew. I thought he was the realest guy ever because he would say what was on his heart, but he's faking. Mm-hmm. Kanye West doesn't care about classism. Kanye West doesn't care about any of that stuff. Remember all the the Jesus I would never curse stuff before. Oh yeah. I look, I, I'm not I'm not in any way coming down on him for that. You know, I, I I love Jesus and my browser history is pretty disgusting. But what I would say what I would say about all of that is that like I don't think that's real. Like I, like he is there smoking, drinking, being haughty, 
being prideful, being egotistical, uh, speak, talking down on people, the whole nine. I thought in this in this interview, it wasn't so much crazy Kanye. It was bad Kanye. It was like perched up arrogant evil Kanye it was a little bit. very, very arrogant. And I think that that's why I had such a hard time from the jump. And I think that's why I had such a hard time listening to it because he wasn't being challenged. He was being praised and uplifted and almost like preaching to like a yes crowd on this podcast. I mean, literally at one point they go, one of the greatest moments in American history was him going on stage and telling Taylor Swift that about Beyonce's album. Really? One of the greatest moments in American history? That was the kind of like, they were sucking up to me. That's how I felt watching that. They were so happy to have Kanye on their podcast. It's a big moment for their podcast. I'm not saying it would be a big moment for anybody's podcast because Kanye West is a big deal. But that came through as I was listening. And as a first time listener, it was like, man, they are so excited to have Kanye on that they are letting him get away with saying pretty much anything. That's why it was a hard listen for me. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's a possibility, though, that for them, that was one of the greatest moments in American history? I hope not. I mean, people might say that. I hope not. It it might be. I hope not. Like, they said two moments, right? And one of them, I can actually agree because it was so jarring when it happened, was when he said, um, George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was, that was, we had never seen anything like that. That, But see, that's that's the problem with- I'll, I'll give you. That was a huge moment. But Beyonce, mm-hmm. album of the year? But see, see, this is the thing where Kanye gets us in trouble as a culture. Okay. So there were a lot of people, there were a lot of people that felt the way we felt, the way we feel now about Ye when he says George Bush doesn't care about black people. My thing is, Ye has always been the guy that he is. Mm-hmm. It was just in the past, he would use it in our favor in things that we agree with him with, right? Mm-hmm. So when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people, for a lot of people, that was a hell of a thing for him to have said. Mm -hmm. But for us, we we tended to agree, so it was cool. Like, so when he said that, it was like, yo, he's so real, he's so this, he's so that. Just like we believed him then, there are also people who applauded him when he jumped up on the stage with Taylor Swift. And it's not hard for me to believe that Noriega and DJ Effin might have been like, like they they might be those guys. It might it might have been one of the greatest moments to them. Yeah, I, I, it's not that it wasn't a big moment. The terminology used was greatest moment in American history. Right. I don't know about that. It was just to me. It just seemed. Uh, it was right. It was just All, a lot. I'm sorry. It. it was a lot. This Only is no thing I'm saying is that it was a big get. It just was a yeah. hard listen. Yeah, I'm. My thing is, yay. Yeah, is not for the common man. Yeah, is not for any of that stuff. Yeah, is not. Yeah, is he is all the guys that he compares himself to. He says he's Elon Musk. He's Mark Zuckerberg. He's those. That's who he is. Kanye West is now very succinctly. Kanye West has become an evil billionaire. Mm. That's that. Like, so what happens? Like, we always talk about, we watched Kanye West become a billionaire. We watched it. We watched him become it. We watched all of that stuff. And once he became a billionaire, 
you look around him now. He feels like he's better than everyone. He feels like he's smarter than everyone. He feels like he has more cultural cachet <laughs> than everyone. He feels like every he has become. We've watched it. We watched him go. You, we ask the question all the time. Can there be a good altruistic good billionaire? And Kanye West has now shown that that's probably impossible. Yeah. Probably impossible. All right. That's I what I got hear, from this. Nobody else put him on. I don't want to hear it. No, nah, he's, he's going to try to come on here. You're going to do the he's interview. Watch. Come on here. Yes, you are. You're going to do it. Big Bird. Uh, do you ever see Follow That Bird, the Big Bird movie? You ever see that movie? I have a fear of birds, even Big Bird. You're scared of Big Bird? It's odd. And now that I just found out that he's six years old, <laughs> I just. I yeah, he's six. He's a kid. Okay. What's wrong with you? Like we like you like what? What like what's the? Were you born thirty years old? Like you don't you don't have love in your heart for goddamn big bird. I I I didn't. Okay, we I didn't watch Sesame Street growing up. I have oh a thing God. with like Muppets and puppets. I don't know. It's just it's a weird thing for me. Sorry. I guess what maybe mm. I was born thirty. I don't know, but. Sure, Big Bird. Keep going. So you you come out of the womb and you're a kid, three years old. The judge comes in. Today, kids, we're going to watch something called the Da Vinci Code. It's, yeah, it's like, you know, it's all religious and scary. What did you guys watch as a kid? Before we even move on to Big Bird, the Big Bird slander. We watched the Disney Channel. We watched a lot of Disney Channel, yeah. A lot of right, like over so, Nickelodeon, we were watching Disney Channel. So like talking animals didn't do it for you, but the Muppets were just too much. That's interesting. I liked Frag. I, I like. I kind of liked Fraggle Rock, but it got a little weird to me now, after see, a while. I'm because be, my that's sister super weird. My sister watched it, so it's like I was trying to be cool with my, you know, like my sister, mm-hmm. my older sister. But I just there's something disturbing to me about. I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> so here's the thing about Fraggle Rock. My um. My dad believed that Fraggle Rock was hell. I, I can see why. Like he, he thought Fraggle Rock was hell. He was like, I don't know about that Fraggle Rock show. <laughs> I'm like, why? He was like, you go in there and then you go down and they all in hell having fun and doing stuff. I'm like, they're not in hell. He's like, it could be look like hell to they me. You go down <laughs> underground rock where they in there having a good. And I never thought about that. He, I was just looking at this nigga like, why are you ruining shit? <laughs> like, I never thought about <laughs> them being in hell before. Anyway, Big Bird, Follow That Bird is a great movie where Big Bird loses his way home and is absolutely heartbreaking, but then joyful when they find, when they find Big Bird again. Um, I cry whenever I think about Follow That Bird. I used to love that oh, movie wow. as a kid. It's a great, oh my God, such a great movie. Being a kid was so amazing. That's Jesus true. Jesus Christ, being a kid was so dope. <laughs> Follow that fucking bird, he man. But Big Bird is <laughs> not a kid anymore. Because he's vaccinated, goddammit. Big Bird got the vaccine. And the right jumped all over him. They said it is government propaganda for your five-year-old, said Ted Cruz. Brainwashing children who are not at risk from COVID, Lisa Booth of Fox News said. Robbie Starbuck, a Republican running for Congress in Tennessee, joked, that Big Bird might die from the shot. Oh my gosh. Saying seven days later, 
blood, big blood clot <gasps> bird is served. Who said that? The, Robbie Starbuck said that we we're going to eat Big Bird after he dies from a blood clot. That's disgusting and disturbing. Like whose Very mind disturbing. goes there? Um, I mean, isn't, let me ask you this as a, as a non-Sesame mm-hmm. Street watcher. Non-Sesame. Is, isn't that what Sesame Street is about? Like they're teaching you how to do certain things or like take your vitamins and maybe your vaccines and don't, isn't that what they do? Teach you how to count. Okay. And they they do other things on the tuck. Okay. Like they don't tell you right out about Bird and Ernie, but you know. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't come out and say it, but you know. And then like when you when it clicks in your mind later on in life, you go, I, I've been new about this because Bird and Ernie was they was chilling. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like it's cool. And they, they they do stuff like that. Uh they got Oscar the Grouch. Who's mean but has a lovable heart? Okay, you know their songs. You know they have uh, they have people come on there and do different stuff. Katy Perry, people like that. Like you know, she came on there. She had her tits out on Sesame Street. It was a big scandal. But here's the thing: the question about whether or not Big Bird should be getting vaccinated is an interesting one because vaccination just almost accidentally is a hot button political issue. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it necessarily should be because it's just public health, but it's a hot button political issue. So the question is with this particular issue, should Big Bird be getting vaccinated? Well, that's why I asked you. I thought, mm-hmm. I, mean, I I never thought that they have done other vaccinations, but I didn't know if they were of the business of like, Take your vitamins and take your medicine, and that I don't know if they I don't know if they teach you things like that. So is this in line? That's really my question because I don't know. I know that the characters got sick and they would talk about chicken soup and orange juice, but they never really. I don't remember them being. I don't remember there being very much like a. I don't remember there being very much like take medicine stuff on 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 Sesame Street. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be. Right, right. Um, oh, Donnie just sent something in the chat. Let's see what Donnie says. Donnie said something from the old Twitter sphere here. It is oh, oh Big Bird got oh. vaccinated in 1972. Man. Go ahead, Bird. Hold on for a second. On, Let's look at this real quick. So this is real time information. Look at my nigga. Go ahead, Bird. Like like. Oh, I love Big Bird. Oh, look at him. He's going to talk to kids. They're going to get vaccinated. Don't wait. Vaccinate is what the song said. I mean, the sign says, don't wait. I want to give Big Bird a, I want to give Big Bird a hug, man. I do. I want to give Big Bird a hug. Look at him clucking around. I <laughs> just find him so disturbing. Look at him clucking around. Hey, Bird. Oh, there you go. Walk with it. He got some swag. Big Bird got some swag with him. So, yeah. So, Big Bird got vaccinated in 1972. So, apparently... Uh, this is in line for Sesame Street. So look, apparently this is waters that they've weighed into. So really, it's not, it's not, see, that's interesting. I'm glad that, that that we were able to learn that. It's not, it's not necessarily that this is too hot button of an issue to be tackled on Sesame Street. Is that it's a hot button issue now and it didn't used to be. And it didn't used to be. <laughs> Nobody challenged science um, or just like 
health protocols that were put in place. This is something that we're doing now in 2020 and 2021. Nobody's talking about the fact that he was, or maybe they are, maybe we just missed it. But are you mm. seeing conversation around the fact that this has happened before on the show? Well, obviously, if Donnie Beecham has the tweet right there for us. Donnie just know. might be in the known. I don't know if it's common knowledge. He might. I don't remember when I was a kid, but look, remember, we also found that, uh, that around that same time, Muhammad Ali did a vaccination commercial. So I think that, you know, there was a push for vaccinations. And we should remember something that like a push for vaccination is nothing new in American society. We've eradicated diseases through vaccination. Like there's a disease. And then it's so funny, man. It's like the oldest. It's hilarious. dog. Shit is so fucked up, man. The world is fucked. Like we're done. It's over. You make like, me Rachel, nervous you know when you start laughing like this. You it's make me funny. nervous. It's like I gotta be real, man. Think about it, Rachel. This is the number one thing that used to happen in medical science. There was a disease, and then there were doctors. And then the doctors figured out the disease, and the disease got fucked over. But we can't do that anymore. No, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> Somehow science became evil. And they can't government, scientists. Bro. But they can't tell you what to do anymore. I'm going to go out and figure it out myself. <laughs> niggas used to die from gangrene. Like the list of shit that niggas used to die from was so long, bro. Niggas used to die from a hangnail infection. Niggas used to die from getting bit by mosquitoes. Like everything used to kill motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. And then they came along and they had beakers and different types beakers. of beakers and they figured it out. But we can't figure it out no more. Oh my God. Oh, that's not <laughs> hilarious to you. That's hilarious to me. Like, this it, is something so I mean, old. I guess you have to laugh about it. No, it's it's disturbing to me. It's ridiculous to me, nah, to be honest. That it's shit ridiculous. is hilarious to me. I wonder what they're going to do away with next. Should we take I wonder guesses? what, like, yeah, what you, what, what's the next thing that we thought we had figured out, but we just going to do away with it? It's interesting. I got to think about this. Because... That's the a world good, was very pretty, serious question. Yeah. That's a good one. Because, like, the, the world was pretty happy to be rid of, like, smallpox. Niggas haven't been talking about polio. We don't have a lot of polio discussions anymore. But we're going to talk about COVID forever. <laughs> I hope not. And we're going to talk about some more of these, these, these diseases. Because this, this vaccination trend uh -huh. is going to go down just overall. In two years, somebody is going to miss three games in the NFL because they got the mumps. Watch. Watch, mumps is coming back. Measles is coming Stop. back. They're all coming back. <clears throat> Stop. <laughs> <clears throat> These motherfuckers is crazy. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was... A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, 
all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Okay. Um, the U.S. Congress has declared November a National Hip Hop History Month. Didn't even read it. Hip hop, a hippie, a hippie. Oh, you don't like this, Rachel? You don't like National Hip Hop History Month? I mean, that's what great, but my gosh, there's so many things we need you guys to do. I don't even. I can't even give energy to November being that. Of course, I love hip hop, but I can't even give energy to National Hip or is that what it is? National Hip Hop Month. National Hip Hop History Month. We're trying to get bills passed and, and figure out police issues in the country and homelessness and COVID and vaccines. But Mm -mm. the Congress can't agree on much, but they can agree that November needs to be national hip hop month. And they, they lost a campaign is called know your hip hop. Y a know your hip hop to celebrate the 117th U S Congress official passage of resolution 331. Jamal Bowen and Congressman Maxine Waters co-sponsored the resolution succeeded the leadership of chuck schumer the senate passed it designated november 2021 as a national hip-hop history month the campaign seeks to help educate a uh, who, who ha he who, who ha educate itself on hip-hop impact ooh, on the culture ooh, 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 ah, bringing the significance of the influence of this culture on history and acknowledging its universal spirit ah, ooh, ee, ooh, ooh, ooh. um mute him darling. hip-hop is in, hip-hop is inclusive and brims with diversity creativity and social equity. Let me ask you a question, Rachel. I was thinking about this. Okay. Do we even want there to be a hip hop history? Month? What did I just say? No, I'm asking. Not, not do we care about other things more? It's like, didn't having hip hop history month just one step closer closer to the complete gentrification of hip hop <laughs> i mean what is coming along with this i don't know what all, like other than the acknowledgement and whatever you said know your hip hop or whatever that was other than in title and acknowledging that there's a whole month dedicated to it what is coming along with it it's hard for me to say that it's uh, being gentrified if it's just in name only we, well, what should we do for National Hip Hop Month? I, like, what what would you like to see? I I don't even know, Van. I don't I don't even don't know. know. We are. I mean, like it's it's not like hip hop isn't already celebrated. It's not like there aren't 
documentaries about it. It's not like we don't acknowledge the importance of hip hop in the culture. Um, and it's important how, um, what's the word that I'm trying to say? My gosh, I'm totally losing off of the word. Impactful mm -hmm. it has been Impactful. in society. Yeah. Um, influential, that's the word I was looking for. How influential mm -hmm. it's been. I don't know. Nelly. I don't know. What do you want to see? What do you want to see? I don't think it's being gentrified. Mm. You don't think hip hop's being gentrified? It, I think it is a little bit. Not with this. Not with this no. holiday. I just, I, I mean, look, I'm happy that the holiday, that, that they made it, but I just don't, I, you I don't, don't know what we're supposed to do. Exactly. And plus, November is not the right month for that. Why? Because it shouldn't be November. What should it be? You know? Should be like uh, I'm gonna go May. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I wanna, it's 31 days. I'm not understanding why. I know. I just I don't think it should be November. They all no. Nah, they always try to give us holidays when the sun ain't out. No black holiday. The only the only sunny holiday we got is Juneteenth. Like we want more sunny holidays. We want to be able to like you know November comes out. It's in the holidays. People are not even thinking about no different holidays. They gave us a holiday, to, another holiday to get overshadowed by Christmas. And that's not what I want. Like, give me, give me, like, give me a nice month to celebrate some black shit. You know, and then we need a, we need a. Okay. This has to be a bigger deal. This sounds like some. This seems like some bullshit. It should have came with something that everybody has to do. We should make. Oh, you know what we should do? What? Forget about CRT in schools. I got two, I got three other letters that should be in schools. NWA. For National Hip Hop Month, in these schools in Virginia, these kids should have to learn a different NWA song every fucking year. You want, you want a hip hop? That's the real hip hop. That's really telling about what goes on in the fucking streets. Can you She's imagine if you have kids singing NWA songs? There's your, the there's, your, there's your gentrification. No, it's not. But I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Oh, you're okay with that? Because the message gets through. Yeah, okay. the message gets through. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, did you see that Joe Biden farted? What? <laughs> see that? Are we really going to cover this? Where? At the Bucks ceremony? No, he, he, fought, he farted in front of the uh, Princess of England or something like that. I'm serious. You didn't see this? Joe Biden, look, I'm Joe, telling you right now. Joe's getting a, old. Yeah, so that's one thing that happens when you get older. Joe, like, Joe Biden, he farted, he allegedly farted in front of the Duchess of Cornwall. Uh, he and, and apparently it was a long... No, fart. no, Van, Van, no, no, no. Yes, it, is yes, there, it is there footage? Yeah, apparently it was long and loud and possible. <laughs> what to is the ignore. next topic? This was not on the rundown. Camilla this was not approved. Talking about it, it's I know because <laughs> it wouldn't have been approved. But I just wanted to throw it in on no, you. I don't want to. Talk so, about it. but can I tell you something though about this? No, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. This got my vote for him for another four years. No, man, I'm not. I cannot entertain this. Well, he didn't do it on purpose. Do you fart in front of uh, in front of Brian? Of course. Okay, so you fart in front of Brian. Brian farts in front of you, but not like purposely. What do you mean, not purposely? How do I you mean, fart if I can, I would try to walk away. That's so. That's like super insulting to me. Okay, well, 
It's it's it like why would you walk away and like fart is life. It, okay, but that doesn't mean I have to subject him to the sound and possibly the smell. Possibly the smell, as if there's a possibility that it won't smell. There it's are going uh, to smell. No, they don't always smell. Oh, I don't know. Mine are woohoo <laughs> doozies. <laughs> like doozies. But my but but my thing I feel but, so but, sorry for my friend. But but mine are doozies. <laughs> just jeez. It's like sometimes Like I don't like, you I'm, can't just walk away. Sometimes I'm impressed. Let's see. How old like, are you? God, I'm like, God damn, like how could my body do that? Do like, you give nuts. warning? No. Oh my god. Like I, look, so I don't do, don't do that around me. Oh, it's coming. Like it, it, it's 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 coming. And it's gonna be when you least expect it. Why don't you it. just go ahead on the podcast? Since I you... definitely have before. I'm sometimes I I, I am I, I like I'm you have you never seen Bozeman just get up and walk out of the room? Bozeman's the best about it. Because when Bo, when it happens, Bozeman just he looks up. First of all, the sound gets him, and then he just looks at you and he just walks <laughs> away. He's not with it. But the reason why I like this is because as people get older, they care less about little stuff like this. Like Joe Biden is what, 78 years old. He's 70 something. He can't care about, he doesn't know how many farts he has less, left. So he can't make a big deal about farting. Like this lets me know that he's a real person. He farted in front of somebody. Did he have, have a response? Fart. Do we know what he allegedly said or, res- no, or responded? But, like, He's also the he, president you know, of the United States, and that's probably his thing at, too. At one point, he <laughs> fell asleep at this same conference. Fan, who reported this? Who reported this story? It's on the New York Post. <laughs> he's he turned seventy nine this month, uh, and he's farting it up. Uh, I like this. I just, Sometimes you got to happen. It's got to happen sometimes. Why are we so why are we so hung up on stuff? Why are we so I hung don't know. Up? Maybe because an infrastructure bill passed, but instead of talking about that, we're talking about the fact that rather than our president passing this bipartisan bill, we're po- talking about the fact that he farted in front of a princess of England. Was it princess? Royalty. Yeah, let me tell you something. That's what let it was. me tell you something. In many ways, Rachel, the infrastructure bill was a fart. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. In many ways, the infrastructure bill was the biggest fart. It was. Think about it. The infrastructure bill was. It a definitely fart. will it was, be if they don't pass the um, uh, build better back or back back build better or build better, back better yeah. better back bill. I don't I don't know how to say yeah, it. BBB the infrastructure plan. bill. It was uncomfortable. Nobody really wanted to take credit for it at the end. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, it like it, it like it, in many ways it was a fart. I'm happy that they passed the bill, the gutted version of the bill right. that finally got passed. Um, uh, politics has now devolved. American politics has devolved into how do you let people down the gentlest? You know what I mean? Um, but do you have any thoughts on the infrastructure bill? Rachel? Other than Since- what I just said, if they're not able to pass because. Obviously, progressives had to come to the side of the moderates to get it passed. Will they return the favor when it comes to what are they calling it? The human infrastructure side of it. Will will they return the favor? Probably not. Then it'll be a big old fart. 
gonna be a big old fart. A lot of these things are farts. They're just the farts. Some of them are silent farts. Some of them are loud ones. Let me tell you something else. Uh, hu- farts are part of human infrastructure. Comes right out of your body, and then you let it out uh, into the air. So far, yeah. I had this teacher one time in middle school, middle school, elementary, who farted in front of us, and all the kids started laughing. And she was like, "What? It's all a part of nature." Like said, Mr. Hopkins, my algebra teacher. One see, time. I refrained from naming who the teacher was. I told him I would never. I told him when Mr. Hopkins farted <laughs> during algebra, I told him then, I said, this is a moment I will never forget. <laughs> I said it to his face. He farted and he went, excuse me. And I and, and everybody just kind of looked around and I looked at him. I'm like, yo, did you just fart? And then the whole class laughed. And he's like, man, it's not a big deal. I was like, I'm never going to forget this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yo, he kicked me out of class. I was like, I'm never going to forget. Every time I look at you now, I'm going to remember. <laughs> like, I'm never, I'm never going to so, forget this. Even though it's all a part of nature, you just clown that man in front of the whole class. I didn't clown him. You I did. was shocked. <laughs> yo, did. I was shocked. I'm looking at him right there. And he was kind of bending over, too. No, like man, don't be- add to the story. Don't add. Rach, I promise you. Was he? Not, was no, he bending? All, all in, was it in front of you? No, it wasn't bending because that we'd have fought <laughs> if that man farted in my face. I didn't. I'd have been a wayward youth. But he was bending over like uh, he was bending over. So the blackboard or the white it was a whiteboard. The whiteboard was behind him, and he was bending over on like his desk talking to us. So it was like a little toot, and then he goes, he he farts, and I was like. And then it was a loud fart. And then he goes, excuse me. And then... And that's where it should have stopped. And no, the class looks around and I'm like, yo, did you just fart? (laughs) And then everybody laughed and like, he farted in front of the whole class. I can't believe you had a teacher fart too, though. I've never had anybody else. Yeah, 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 she did. And she just, people laughed. She goes, it's all a part of nature. And she was right. It is. Was she like, how does she look? White, older. Uh This one lean. was white and older. See? White, older, lean. Mm-hmm. Just like Joe Biden and Mr. Hopkins. <laughs> okay, well, they don't get the. She was a female. So what? But I'm saying a woman. white, older, and lean. And yeah, yeah, they have white people have fart privilege. Probably more fart privilege. <laughs> I tell you what, had Obama farted. <laughs> like, it would have been in the headlines everywhere. Bro, you let Obama have farted. In front of a world <laughs> leader or like like a diplomat or Biden shit. lets it. I'm mean Biden. Obama lets it rip in front of royalty. Obama, Obama lets Obama disrespects it rip. royalty by letting it rip. They had to excuse the crowd after. You know it would have been right. awful. But, like, Fox News today, Obama let loose a big black fart. <laughs> <laughs> And then they would have blamed oh. it on COVID. And yeah, vaccines. blamed it on COVID. <laughs> vaccines. Um, you're from Texas. If Texas succeeded from the union and became its own state, who would you want to be the president of Texas? I, I couldn't care enough. You know, I, I talked about them seceding. As long as I could get my loved ones out of there, go for the people who want to secede, go. Who should be their president? I don't care. I don't what about care. Joe Rogan? What about Joe Rogan? That's what. Sure, Cruz take him. Take Joe him. Rogan. Ted Cruz is always talking out the side of his neck. Why do we put up with Texas, man? I, 
Is Abby it Texas? Why do we put up with Texas's leaders at this point? Ted Cruz, Greg what? Abbott. But, but you guys, you guys elected the leaders in Texas. Like, why do we put up with Texas? Are we? Let me ask you a question. Is America getting enough from Texas for Texas to be worth the problem that it is to America? Well, I think there'd be a strong conservative side that said yes, because Texas is setting a pattern. You know, just look at the abortion law that they put in place. Other states who want that same type of regulation are like, you know what? Texas is setting a standard and we're going to follow it. Now, to us, they're a problem. But to them, they're um, trouble-lasers. That's how they're looking at it. I don't, think Texas, I don't think Texas is worth the trouble. I don't. I think we can throw away all of Texas, including all the people inside of it, like yourself. Let me call my dad. Call the judge. I just wanted to throw that in there. We are not going to waste our time on Joe Rogan. We've already wasted our time on farts. But we, we can't do Joe Rogan being the president of Texas as well. Um, I do want to get into one thing that I think is very interesting. And this is about Paula Patton. You know Paula Patton, beautiful actress. I just interviewed her the other day. For what? She's got a new show coming out called Sacrifice on BET+. Plus. She is a high-powered entertainment lawyer who is dealing with the problems of her high-profile clients and also some in her personal life. Mm, ooh. It actually well, looks really interesting. You should host the post show or some shit. You just did that so good. Oh, did I? Like, I stepped like, into extra yeah. mode. Right. You just stepped into extra. I like extra, Rach. You're always <laughs> extra to us, Rach. Um... But yeah, so Paula Patton back in the day, so she's always maintained that she likes to be called black and not biracial, but she's doubling down on it now, saying that she actually yep. sees the term as something sort of offensive. Yeah. Okay. Um, she says that it's being called biracial is a way for people to separate themselves from African-Americans. It's a way of saying I'm better than that, mm. she explained. She's believed that all... Always, apparently, but now uh, she's reiterating it. Now that biracial has become a bigger sort of it, it didn't. What, when I was growing up, biracial wasn't that big of a way. You say mix, or you, you say, just say mix, black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she says I feel the exact same way. That's not to say that I don't embrace my mother and everything that she's brought to my life. But it was my mother who let me know the world is going to see you as black, and that's who you are. So I don't have any questions about that. What are your thoughts on this? Do you are you when when someone says they're biracial? Is it annoying to you? No, it's not annoying to me because I am not biracial and I don't know what it is to have two parents of different races from different cultures, different ethnicities. So I'm not going to tell you how you should identify. But immediately when somebody tells me they're biracial, my thought is with what? You know, like how do you, okay, you're biracial and I understand that, but what? what is your, I guess, ethnic makeup are you black are you white are you latina latino and white are you know are you asian uh, what what is it I'm, I'm not i'm not sure to me i feel like i have follow-up questions when people say they're biracial but it's hard for me to tell you how you should identify as a person who is of mixed race um that no i'm more bothered by people who don't like to be called black <laughs> well, so that's this is more my of thing. What I'm bothered by, but but see, th that's my thing though. When you, so you can identify as whatever you want, right? But when you identify yourself as biracial, I identify you as somebody who doesn't want to be black. Really? 
I do. I, I wish that I was more evolved. But when you say, hey, I'm biracial and I'm looking at you, and I'm like, OK, now, like, just like she says, I agree with her completely. I'm like, uh, what if it's not that, black? Uh, what if it's you're biracial and you're, you know, Latina and white or Asian well, see, I and white? Can but see, the difference is I can kind of see that. I think that's the, the fucked up part about it. And it mm -hmm. probably is a fucked up way to look at it. It's like. If I'm looking at you like there are biracial ladies and, and guys who look who are the exact same complexion that you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at you and I'm looking at somebody black and then I, I say, oh, and then you go, hey, I'm biracial. Or if yeah. I say that you're black and then you correct me and say that you're biracial, I'm thinking, oh, this person doesn't want to be black. And I hearken back. That to an is interview, true. I hearken back to an interview that we had on this very podcast. And it was with Tasha of Bachelor fame. Don't get me wrong. Tasha's a lovely lady, but I pussyfooted during that interview because I wanted to ask Tasha straight up, do you not want to be black? Like I, I, I I'm aware that Tasha and I'm aware that Tasha has a whole different side of her family and her mother's uh, Latinx, I believe. Right. Yes. And I'm, and of course that's as important to her as, uh, as her father's lineage would be. Get that. Completely understand that. But in my mind, I'm asking the question always and the unfair question of are you getting closer to something else or are you putting more distance between you and us? And I think that black people have that question because a lot of times in the past, putting as much distance between you and blackness was the way that you achieved. So if you, somebody tells me they want to be they're biracial, I'm not going to challenge that. I, I agree with you and I definitely knew where you were going. And I distinctly remember that conversation. And I, I have an issue if I say black and you correct me and you tell me you're African-American, I have an issue with that to me. You don't want to be called black. You don't like the term black. And I, and my next question is why? Because to me, when you check a box on a, a census or you're filling out a form, it says black or, or African-American. To me, African-American is more of a, a census terminology. Black is, is, is who we are. I have a huge issue when people correct me and tell me, no, don't call me black, call me African-American. And since you brought up Tasha, I will say that I remember when she was doing the media tour that I was specifically told she wants to be called African-American and not black. She wants to be called Mexican-American and not Latinx or Latina. I don't understand that. I'm more so, I'm not going to criticize you. I just want to, I just want an explanation as why you don't want to be referred to as black because I don't want to assume, even though naturally that's what we do. I need you to tell me why you have a problem with the term blackness. Because that whole, because I, I've had, I've asked certain people this who, who feel that way. And they're like, well, my skin's not black. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Don't tell me you don't want to be called black because your skin is not black. I, that I, I, so uh, all that to say, I have a huge problem with people who correct me and say, no, African-American and not black. Here's the, I'm going to call you whatever you want to be called, but I'm just like, damn, you're not fucking with us. That's kind of how it feels. But. But look, I understand. I get it. 
but I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't get it. I want to talk. Let's let's have somebody else that's biracial on the show. We can have Tasha back because she's gonna come for your ass after she was just said. No, you're, she's you're, not. I said I had should. a question as to why you don't want to be called black and said you want to be called African American. Actually, she wants to be called biracial. But then when you get mm-hmm. into okay, what is the 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 makeup of you being biracial? Then that's the breakdown that it is. I have a question as to why. That's all. Mm. Do uh. Is Matt James biracial? He's biracial, right? He's biracial. I don't know what he what he goes what he wants to be called. I don't know if he wants to be called biracial, black. I, honestly, I'm not even sure. I don't know what he wants to be called, but I know what I call him: Weenus Supremus. Okay, that's what I call him. I don't know what he wants to be called. Listen, I gotta be honest with you. I saw a picture. That I saw a picture that we have to talk about. I saw a picture. It was backstage somewhere. And it was Matt James. Emmanuel Acho. And Rachel Kirkendall. And I'm not going to lie. When I saw this picture. It took so much in me not to comment two weenies and a cracker oh my god i'm so glad you didn't it, it took so much in me i'm so glad you didn't it's, but did that did that picture so, surprise you because that doesn't surprise not me. surprise me first of all i use the term weenie lovingly i don't even think emmanuel acho necessarily fits the term even though he has had weenie moments <laughs> as have all of us as have all of okay. us, yes. Yeah. I, look, I have to be the first person to tell you guys, I'm kind of a weenie. I'm not above weenie. I think people know that by now. I just got crazy over Big Bird. Uh, <laughs> but I started to go in and put that under there. What was that? Why wouldn't you have wanted me to? It would have been bad for you if I had put two No, you're your own person. I mean, yes, you are. You do represent the podcast as well. And I'm sure I would have gotten a message like, hey, why did Van write this under, you know, this picture? <laughs> I'm sure that would have come my way. But I did you write something? I just said I have so many thoughts. <laughs> would you like to share them now? Oh no, you already did. You already did. No, I, it's just it's just funny. All of those people are cool people. Man. No, it's... I give Matt. I give. I, I get. Look, I give Matt a lot of shit, but it's actually fun to watch Matt on Dancing with the Stars because Matt is living his best life. He's off doing Dancing his best with the Stars. Thing. I know, but when he was on it, you know what I mean? He's living his best life. It looks like he was having a lot of fun. He Some did of the, look like he was having fun. He would look like he was having <laughs> so much fun. So it's 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 all jokes. It's all love. Not so much with you, Rachel, but with the <laughs> other two, it's all jokes. It's all love. And look, even with Rachel. Rachel's though, fine. I, She's fine. Look, That's Rachel's cool, man. Rachel's cool. I'm glad that they dodged the Halloween bullet, Rachel and Matt, because I could have seen that going the wrong way, you know? I, I, what are you I, saying? What do you think they would have dressed up? I could see, like she, her going as Calvin Candy and Matt going as Steven from Django. Stop. You, you know what I mean? Stop. <laughs> they would never. <laughs> You're I right. Could see them pu- I, I could see them pushing the envelope. No, you know? no. I think they. they know you don't think to, they're gonna? No, they. I think they know to stay as far away or try to stay as far away from controversy as possible. Right? They are in love. They want to live. They're they're doing their thing together, and you know, God bless them. 
They're they're in a relationship now, Rachel and Matt. Oh yeah, they're full fledged. So wait, man, let me ask you a question. Let's go back to Batch real quick. Let's go. Oh lord, we go back to Batch. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, actually, that's going to be a segment. I'm going to remix Amy Winehouse's "Back to Black." Anytime we talk <laughs> about Bachelor, we're going to go back to Batch. Fine. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that he ever? really broke up with her or was it all for show i do think he broke up with her he called me and told me he broke up with her but then he got right back together with her he didn't get right back together with her it wasn't that long man i mean what's long he didn't get right back together with her he broke up with her before the show the finale aired it aired Mm -hmm. they were still broken up but i do think they started talking shortly after that so wasn't it just for when, didn't he just break up with her for clout? I don't. I think that he had a lot of public pressure. And I think he had a lot of public pressure and didn't know what decision to make and picked the decision that he thought was best for him. And I'm giving a really political answer here. You are. And, um, this is like, this is like. And regretted the decision. And then regretted the decision. And then, you know went back went back to Rachel. I think he realized he he really wanted her. I do think that there was public pressure for him to break up. And I think that he played into that. I don't think he ever wanted to break up with her. Clearly, they're back together. Obviously not. And I feel like they broke up. The breakup was quiet. The breakup was loud, but the the reconciliation was quiet. If I was Rachel Kirkinell, I would demand a whole bachelor special where he publicly said that he loved her. No. Because, like, the breakup... Okay. She dealt with so much hate and criticism. I think that she just wanted to... And she didn't want to deal with people questioning why are they back together, what does this mean? That It didn't stop. So I think she, they're just quietly living their lives together. Why did it have to be them? Why couldn't Claire and Dale, uh, like, like Chip and Dale, get back together? They did get back together, and then they broke up but again. it wasn't... Re- it wasn't real, man. We got to do Chip. I'm telling you, Chip needs her own show, man, for the love of Chip. Claire would be great. She would be great. She would be great. I mean, she already did it. And she's not going to make the same mistake twice. Because, like, she she made she made the mistake that a lot of white girls make when they get to college and they just fall for the first nigga that they see. Stop. Stop. Like that, that, what, what, that happens all the time. <laughs> You know what I mean? Play it out. You got four years of pissing off your dad. Don't just jump for the first one. You got four years. She gets with a guy. He's on the basketball team. Next thing you know, she's wearing his Louisiana State University windbreaker. She thinks it's all good. No. Play it out. Play it out. Play it out till junior year. Meet yourself an econ major. Now, you really got your shit popping. That's not what she did. First black guy she saw, boom. That's him. Yoda ears had no chance. And like, and like, and, and, and like now she's looking back on it. She wasted her whole season of The Bachelor. I don't think Bachelor. Claire has any regrets in choosing Dell. How you know? Because I know Claire. Next. I'm here for you, Chip. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was a fucked up day of football yesterday. Jordan Love's parents. Did you see where they were sitting? Jordan Love's family okay, at the game. That is normal. No, it's not. Okay. Jo- Jordan Love is the uh, he's the quarterback now for the uh, the Green Bay Packers. 
now that uh, Ivermectin Rogers has, you know, contracted COVID, and we don't know when he's going to come back because the legal policy suspended him. So Jordan Love's first round draft pick, Utah State, uh, and he is now starting at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. They cut to his people in the crowd. It's his mother and his sister, I think it was. His mother and his game. girlfriend. His mother and his girlfriend. Oh, interesting. Mother and his girlfriend at the game, they cut to them, and they were sitting on the moon watching the game. They were watching the game from outer space. Like, they might as well, at that point, you might as well be, I wouldn't even sit up there. This was an, like, away, this was a, an away game. This is an away game, mm-hmm. and I have a fear of heights. I'm never sitting the last row at the top of the shit. <laughs> if you fall down forward, you can hurt yourself really badly <laughs> way at the top. Well, you why you say that's normal? Cause when at least from my experience back in the day, when you went to when you were with the opposing team and you went to an away game, and you're not you don't have the home field advantage, not your home field. They the section was usually towards the top, unless unless you're unless Jordan or whoever the player is is going to pay or get better seats. Okay, number one. Uh, do you remember when Jackson Mahomes went crazy? Where was Jackson Mahomes at? On the field. Wait, what? Right. It, yeah, right. When he where, was dancing? Jack, Jackson Mahomes was on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Before the game. In whose stadium? Yeah, he was on the field pre-game. I guarantee you they probably had pre-game passes. Pre-fi- I mean, okay. pre- field passes. No, 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 no. They were there. They were there during the whole game. They were on the side. They were, they were, they were there in in Washington's field. Okay, right? so they're not in seats. They were on the field. What my, what I'm telling you right now is that the Packers have to treat Jordan Love with a little bit more love and get his mom out of fucking Antarctica and let her come down. It's not even safe for her. How up do you there know that Arrowhead. she wanted to stand the entire game? Who knows. I don't know. Bring her a beach chair. There's no there's no way my mama could be up there. That's why that nigga was out there getting blitzed, looking like a fucking tech mobile quarterback. Like, because he was looking, he was looking for his mom to give him like a vote of confidence. <laughs> I guarantee stance, you his mom and, and girlfriend had her. field passes. No. They didn't have them. They were sitting up in the goddamn. Well, why are you on the side of big tech? Of big of of big NFL. I'm like, not. To, I'm just telling you from, ex- from, from my past experience. Things could have changed. It's been years. All right. Uh, Tom for Van's very serious question of the week. All right. Let's go. Okay. This one is based around politics. Okay. Okay. Um. If you could vote. For one of these presidents again. Oh. You don't want to do it. No, I do. You don't want to do it. You you don't you don't want to do this. Yes, I do. Come on. Give it to me. Three presidents. Okay. Some some of them are dead, some of them are alive. You need a president for 2024. Actually, that's the question. If you could bring back any old president to be president in 2024, dead or alive. Okay. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Any president from any time in American history, who do who would be the president you would bring back to govern the country in 2024? Oh, I thought you were going to give me mo- choices. Your original no. question was choices. I know, but I don't want to give you choices now. I want you to be able to pick anyone. 
Oh my gosh. I probably have to go with Reagan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. I'm just kidding. Oh, your face. Who would I yeah. who would I bring? Who would I bring? Would you bring? I maybe Kennedy. Kennedy. Kennedy's a good one. Wait, you know, one, he didn't get through his full term. He seemed to be an advocate for change. He seemed to want to make a difference. Um, and yeah, we were cut short. We, I mean, you know, he tragically lost his life. And uh, yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Kennedy. Kennedy's a good answer, but let me tell you why Kennedy wouldn't be a good president in 2024. Go. Instagram. <laughs> there is no way that JFK. He just have to be a little be bit more to- strategic. There's no way that JFK would be able to keep his mind on the job of being president with Instagram. I thought about him. JFK is out. Clinton is out. I'm actually going Jimmy Carter. Oh, that's a good one. Carter's I'm good. going Jimmy Carter. Now, terrible presidency, but I think he would be a I think I think Wait, I here. think he would be a good president in 2024. Carter was 76 to 80. Like I like I Terrible presidency, right? Really bad presidency. But I think that Carter would be the guy I would bring in to be the president. Couldn't be Clinton. Couldn't be goddamn uh, JFK. Instagram's going to get those boys right out of there. (laughs) It's going to be too much fucking. All right, look, we got to get out of here. Listen, I got to tell you guys something. Uh, Far in front of your significant other. Wow. You have to fart in front of your friends, fart in front of your family. You want people to know you. Real intimacy is people know being you intimate with or you. your smell. No, they want you want people to know you. They got to no. know you. How are people going to know you when you're hiding something that your body does so naturally from them? Nope. A fart is part of you. Nope. Nope. Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't do it. Does Brian fart in front of you? He's going to kill me for saying this. He has, but not on purpose. What kind of no fart relationship are I'm you sorry, guys? Take with? a poll. I don't think most people take a brag about the fact that they okay. can let one rip in front of their significant other. Nobody okay, asks for see, it. It's it's not that it's embarrassing. If it happens, I'm not embarrassed by any means. I yeah. just don't actively try to fart in front of my significant other. Sorry. Okay, all right. This okay. I gotta take a poll. Uh, Trudy, Donnie, break this out. Listen to me. Question. Do you unabashedly fart in front of your significant other? When I say that, I don't mean like, uh, I'm not talking about a poop. I'm not talking about a little accidental, uh, uh, excuse me. I'm talking about just like, oh, oh shit. Hey man, that one was real. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I'm talking about like that. I'm talking about where you go, oh my God. And you just look at them and you're like, that... That was that's a situation you might want to you might want to go for a walk or something. I'm talking about real fart action. And if you you have to do you fart in front of your significant other? That's the question. All right. And we're taking a poll. I'm a guess right now. 60% of the poll. Okay. That's in a relationship. No cap unabashed farters in front of their significant All right. other. Okay. Maybe more. Okay, I'm gonna go with not that much. You're not thinking how much? Give me a number. Give I me say, a number. I say thirty percent. 
of people say that they just are unashamed about letting one go in front of their significant other. Do it all the time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look. All right. I can't wait till the next time we hang out. Mm. Like, Black beans and rice before y'all come over. Uh, we were supposed we to really hang out this weekend, and somebody, which I knew was going to happen, stood me up. Look, I was about to come out there. Rachel and them was getting it in on Saturday, y'all. I was asking Rachel, you know, what's the party? And then I, you know what I did? I went to fucking sleep is what I did. Me and Bozeman were hanging out again. We may have been talking you so out. much. You missed out. It was fun. We it was had, fun. We had a good there. time. We had a good time. It, Leo DiCaprio? No, 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 no. He he didn't make an appearance. Leo Leo DiCaprio wasn't there. Who's didn't there? See him. Nell Carter. What? <laughs> Nell huh? Carter? No. Was Nell Carter no. there? No. Is that what I missed out on? Who was there? Huh? Ben Vereen. Van in the podcast. <laughs> okay. Ben Vereen. <laughs> Oh my God! Imagine seeing Ben Vereen in the club. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's a, that's taking the caps off. Man, but do not ha- stop learning. Their thinking caps have been off since you started the conversation about farts. <laughs> They've been off. <laughs> this was a low IQ episode of Higher Learning. But to be honest with you guys, a lot of low IQ shit happened. Uh, look, uh, take your thinking caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel and Lindsay. Bye. We're out. <laughs>